This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. It's time for Southern Health Future. Updates from the Southern District Health Board and Community Health Council. Today, an opportunity to catch up with Dr. Susan Jack, Medical Officer of Health, uh, to talk particularly about the arrangements for visiting hospitals at this time. Dr. Jack joins us on the line now. Morena. Morena. Last time we spoke, Dr. Jack, I think uh, we were still anticipating uh, the arrival of um, the virus in a significant way in a city. Now we're very much immersed in it. Things have changed, and necessarily with that, the arrangements around visiting our hospitals. Perhaps uh, for a start, you could run us through uh, what that experience is now for those who are visiting. Yes, so as you've rightly pointed out, we're right now in the middle of our Omicron COVID outbreak and so we do want to have really careful protocols around people visiting hospitals and that's um, obviously to protect people in hospital who may be who, or who are vulnerable because yeah, they've gone in with some condition. So you will notice if you turn up to our hospital um, that there will be screening. Uh, people will be asked to come in, scan. Um, you'll be asked. You'll be given some gel for um, your hands, and then people will ask you some questions about if you have any possible COVID symptoms. So please. Don't be offended at that. Please just add a little bit more time um, if you've got an appointment or if you're visiting uh, because we are wanting to do that. Masks are mandatory, um, so please come prepared for that. Um, and it's also that we can all so that we can protect our people in hospital and, you know, the last thing we want is a, an outbreak uh, happening in hospital. Indeed. Um, what about visitors and visiting numbers? Uh, are there any restrictions around that at the moment, or would you say, uh, you know, what would, uh, advice would you offer around that? Yeah, there are restrictions, and what I'd advise you to do is to go on to the Southern DHB website or Facebook page um, and look at those restrictions. Um, only uh, a couple of people are allowed um, in to see each um, person that they're visiting. Um, and so, yeah, just to keep up with the latest, go to our website for all of that information so that you are not surprised when you get there. You, you mentioned perhaps it would be advisable to, to tack a little bit of extra time on, particularly if you've got an appointment to meet. Roughly how long might that screening process take someone? Look, I've been down to the hospital um, a couple of times in the last week or so, and it seems to be working really smoothly. But, it, you know, add five to ten minutes to um, before your appointment so that you can get everything done in good time. How are things uh, with our Southern District Health Board hospitals at the moment? The, um, the numbers are starting to you know, ac- accelerate again, it seems. It's certainly up again yesterday and quite concerning numbers in our region. How is the Southern District Health Board coping in general at the moment? Yeah, so we do expect a little bit of fluctuation, but the trend at the moment is still going up. So I don't think that we have peaked in Southern yet. And yes, you're right, there was a bit of a jump in numbers. We were seeing kind of seven to 900 or so cases a day, and then yesterday that jumped up to about 1,200. Um, so 
part of that was uh, switching from using the PCR tests, the nasopharyngeal swab ones, to the rapid antigen tests, um, and then relying on people to upload their results. And we've we've done a lot of promotion, um, reminding people to upload their results, and, and perhaps more people are doing that. It's a little bit harder to to ascertain the, the trends when we don't have the nasopharyngeal results. We're relying on people to upload their results, and we strongly urge people to do that because that gives us a much better idea of what's happening. All about being able to, to plan your response and resource it appropriately, I guess, and that's why reporting is so important. That's right, it is. Um, you know, we're also monitoring the number of people in hospital, in our hospitals, and we've had um, around 10 to 15 people in hospital. Some, just as an incidental finding, they're in there for something else and test positive, and others that are unwell with COVID. Um, because we haven't yet peaked with our case numbers, the number in hospitals is likely to increase. So, yeah, we'll be we're watching and planning for that. We can learn a lot uh, through the careful protocols that our hospitals have put in place around visiting at the hospital. Um, it might seem obvious why that's a good idea. But if we take what we're learning there and, and say, apply it outside of the hospitals into, let's say, you know, rest homes or visiting older relatives, what would you say there about, about the importance of, um, of, of uh, being careful when visiting at this time? Yeah, absolutely. We know with COVID um, that as people get older, they are more at risk. So absolutely critical for all of us and especially our um, older members of our community to have that booster shot. That gives you really good protection. But listen, if you are visiting an age residential care facility, they will also have screening in place. Um, some of them, if they have COVID cases, uh, are not letting visitors come in, so please be aware of that. It would pay to, to call ahead and see what the situation is. And definitely, if you're visiting older friends or friends that may have um, other health conditions, please do be sensitive to that. If you have any possible COVID symptoms, just don't visit them. Um, make sure that you get hold of a rat test and um, check out to make sure that you don't have COVID. But just be careful, wear those masks. Um, all of those things are really important. We've been used to, for some time now, scanning in. And I know this isn't your particular area, uh, Dr Jack, but I wonder if you have a view on it, uh, on the value of, of continuing to scan at times like this. Yeah, well, now that we're not doing kind of individual um, contact tracing, some people are, are saying, you know, what's the point of scanning? I think that scanning is still a really good way of keeping a record of what you've been, where you've been. Um, especially if you have your Bluetooth turned on, you will be pinged if you've been in close contact with a case that you may not be aware of. And this just helps to remind you to be on the lookout for symptoms. You won't need to isolate but you do need to look out for symptoms and get tested if you have any, um, especially if you're going to settings where COVID transmission might be higher. Um, so places that have closed in spaces, so that might be gyms or bars or airports and so on. Still really important to keep that scanning up. It, it's a good habit to get into. Right now we have 
you know, pretty widespread uh, COVID. But as we come down the other side, um, we, you know, we, we're not sure, but we may go back to doing contact tracing. So just keeping that good habit up would be great. All right, so good, sensible advice there. Thank you so much, Dr. Susan Jack, Medical Officer of Health. Just finally, Dr. Jack, just please remind us where we should go if we want to stay on top of all the latest protocols and information coming out from our Southern District Health Board about visits. Yes, so go to the Southern DHB website um, to, and there's a, a COVID page, so check on that, uh, check you know what the hospital visiting restrictions and requirements are. Um, the other thing is to remind people to, if you do test positive with a rapid antigen test, those rat tests, please do go online and register that through my COVID record or there's an 0800 number that you can call to record that. This just gives a record of you having had COVID some people unfortunately will go on to get long COVID, so if you've got your results documented, this will may well help in the future to link symptoms back. Um, another reason is that if you've had documented COVID and you in the next three months become a household contact, you'll be exempt from isolating, but we need to have that documented. So that's another important reason for people to upload their results. Fantastic to have that explained. Uh, Dr. Susan Jack, thanks so much for joining us for our Southern Health Future Spot. We look forward to uh, catching up again and all the best to you and the massive team that's doing such great work on our behalf. Great. Thanks, Ben. Have a good day. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.